everybody, and welcome back to Modern Geekdom. On this week's episode, we're talking Star Wars fatigue. Too many movies too soon? Stick around. Julie, do the thing. Modern Geekdom. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Modern Geekdom. Would you kindly shut your noise hole? Exterminate. All systems go, Michael. Give it! Go! Uh, hell with it. Modern geekdom. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Welcome. Feels good. Fully armed All and operational. four of us. Yeah. It's been a... It's battle only station it's is been... fully operational. <laughs> it's been an this interesting been week so far. We were, we're, we're kind of geeking out over here a little bit because tonight's topic, we're talking about Star Wars. Fatigue. Uh, Fatigue. Wow. Specifically, Star Wars. So fatigue. we're gonna add to your Star Wars fatigue, fatigue. and talk about Star Wars <laughs> fatigue itself. Fatigue. Absolutely. A Star Wars Imagine. story. <laughs> Star Wars story. Because yes. here's the funny thing: like, uh, you guys have seen uh, Solo. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those funny little situations where, like, it's a really it's it's not a bad movie by any stretch. I liked it. Film. I did too. I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Sure. It didn't do as well as Disney was hoping. So if you hadn't heard. Yeah, because 350 million is terrible. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> they've decided to reevaluate. This is the legitimate you know, information coming from Disney is that they're going to reevaluate how they're going to move forward with standalone films. Well, they need to reevaluate subject matter because nobody wants a Boba Fett movie. No. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the character was never fully developed to begin he's with. He's not like, a good character. Yeah, he's I don't awful. care what anybody thinks. He's a terrible character. He's, he's a not costume. worthy of any fan praise. It, it's he's terrible. He's yeah. literally a clone of a person that was not even interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> he looks cool. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and and even that is like in, in, in the cool. world of Star Wars, like he's he's like marginally cool. He's, yeah. yeah. He's at he's at like the poser table. Where like oh. where, where where he's not quite cool enough to be like Jedi or like true smuggler like you know any you know bounty you know uh, even on the bounty hunter level like I'd rather have IG eighty cool eight as... yeah there's, I, yeah Cad there's Bane. far better Cad Bane's a Come far on. better bounty hunter yeah like I, you know it, it's nobody wants a Boba Fett movie so if if yeah. if if Solo's struggles if you want to call them that cause Disney to reevaluate anything. I hope it's the fact that they reevaluate not putting out a Boba Fett movie because yeah. nobody wants to see that. Yeah. It's not that they canceled all plans to do any standalone films. It's literally that they're going to go back and reevaluate how they're going to do them. Well, what I think that they did it, wrong was that they decided that Solo was going to be a big almost on par to the original like Skywalker trilogies budget movie and that was going to springboard into its own trilogy and that was very ambitious you know, and very misguided yeah i think yeah but i think one of the things that you have to remember with the solo movie is that it the director was changed like yeah. in the middle of of production like and this movie is still good yeah like it's it's not a bad movie no and, and it's, it's not justice league that's for sure <laughs> right, huh. it's not any of the current DC movies, you know. Bar well, Justice Wonder League, Woman. Justice League, like, just being the the fact that they went through the exact same thing where they lost a director and had to replace them mid film. Right, 
There's no yeah. digitally removed mustaches in Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm surprised that they wouldn't just eat the cost and start over. Because like, it seems like every time the result is less than what it could have been. Yeah. Uh, it You know, it is what it is. Like I said, I liked Solo. I don't think there was anything wrong with it, especially with the struggles that it has. But even it, taking those out of the uh, picture. There are things that are wrong with it. But overall, well, I had some really, quirks. I, I would say they were quirks. I, not exactly. They weren't exactly things that were detrimental fully. When, no, when you but, go into it knowing that the main character is based off of somebody that was portrayed by Harrison Ford in arguably what his prime was, I yeah, you know I don't I don't know how you do much better than that. And yeah. I and and I'll tell you what, um, Donald Glover is it. a better Lando Donald Calrissian <laughs> than uh, yeah. than Billy D. Williams. Yeah, it was good. He really did a phenomenal job. It, that was. I, if you didn't know who he was before, childish you Gambino, who he was man. Come on, like, <laughs> who knew really he'd be a phenomenal. better Lando than uh, than Billy D? Yeah, just to yeah, see his, his stash of capes was worth it. I think. Right. Yeah. The two breakouts. I will say this though. The two. This is the one thing that does give me hope about them moving forward with these standalone films. Is that with uh, Rogue One and now with Solo, you had two amazing droid characters. K2SO and now L3. Like, they were fantastically well done. Yeah. Well developed. L3 well... was really well done, but I will uh, I will give the tip of the hat there to K2SO. Yeah, I, maybe just eking out a little bit. I don't know. Like, L3 just, again, really well done. So I'm hoping that with more standalone films... Like, I like BB-8 from the trilogy, but mm. BB-8, I'm sorry, can't really compare to BB-8 will K2SO. not top R2-D2. No, like, no and way. That, that's that, because that in order to compare apples to apples, that's what you have to do. You have to compare BB-8 to R2-D2. Yeah, exactly. And I, as much as I love BB-8, and I have no hatred towards BB-8, I have no ill feelings. I love BB-8 as a character. I, you're just not. You're not going to top R2-D2 as a companion. No, I mean and then, he's I close know. for sure, but probably not going to ever top R2. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, but I mean that's the one thing I do uh, absolutely love about these two standalone films that they've done is the fact that they've expanded on the droids to the point where they are fully immersed characters that that really fill out the well, screen and fill out the uh, the crews and, and, and the you know the dialogue. And I'll and tell the you scenes. what. Yeah. One of the things even beyond that that really makes me hopeful. And and where that hope is stemming from is those anthology films, Rogue One and, and Solo. Is this new trilogy that's that's going to be coming out from, yeah. from Ryan Johnson? Because, you know, for, for a long time, you know, forever up until Rogue One, Star Wars has been about the Skywalkers. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you know in you know what amounts to an 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 entire other galaxy. You've narrowed this entire focus of these ma- of the mainline films and the and, and you know and the mainline cartoons. They they've narrowed basically into you know the the Skywalker story. And as interesting as that is, I, I think it plays right into the topic that we're at, you know getting into tonight in Star Wars fatigue. I, I I'm I'm kind of tired of of the Skywalkers. Yeah, you know that when when you had all these, it, there was so much hatred at the after Last Jedi was released that you know Luke was killed and they did that with Luke's character and I was like, you know what, good. Yeah, I, it was I'm, fitting. I'm done. I'm done with Luke. Like, 
Yeah, he, he yeah. had his time to shine. I'm I'm good with it. I'm good. Uh, I'm good with Anakin being done. I, I'm you know, let's let's wrap up this family tree and be done with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like the I, entire Star Wars universe hinders and pivots on the Skywalkers. Right. The Jedi's and the Sith were around for thousands of years before Luke Skywalker came yeah. into the picture. You know, and stared up at his point. at his two sons on Tatooine. I, yeah. I, I, you know, there's so much more story to tell here that does not involve anybody with the last name of Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, the Jedi have risen and fallen and stuff like that over the years. They've there's been so many things that have gone on that have been written that are considered canon in that you know Star Wars universe that. We don't need every film to be based around them. We absolutely can have Fantastics. And, of course, The Force Awakens proves that people can really get into characters that are not directly related to the Skywalkers. Well, and and that's one of the things that I wanted to touch on just briefly, too, because it's, it's really a whole other conversation, and I don't, I don't want to go down a whole rabbit hole with it. But I've heard rumors recently of J.J. Abrams, you know, basically retconning in a, a different backstory for Ray. And I, and I hope he doesn't do that. You know, I, I, I really, I really kind of want to put it out that I really, really, really hope that he doesn't relate Ray back to some other, you know, well-known Jedi, whether it's Obi-Wan or, you know, the Skywalkers at all or anything like just, I, it's Leave perfect it right now, leaving yeah. her as a, 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 an anomaly, a random like well, see, that's just it too. Is is the, it makes the name it of the so much more perfect. relatable? Yeah, the fact that the force has reawoken in somebody extremely powerfully is enough. Like the name of the movie is is the thing that you know the entire trilogy and the entire series of films needed. It was to say that everything before had gotten old and stale and was dying and deceased for the most part. And now it's revamped and it's reawakened. And now we can move forward in a completely different direction. It has nothing to do with everything that happened before. Yeah. That's what it was. And so I, yeah, like I agree. Like this is, this is the perfect opportunity to just say clean slate. She has nothing to do with anything that happened previously. She's literally was chosen by the force or she was just capable of, Yeah capable of wielding the force to a greater degree because maybe f- so many fewer people were able to at the time whatever reason they can come up with doesn't matter her lineage doesn't matter the entire point of it is the fact right. that she was a nobody and now she's singularly one of the most powerful people in that galaxy right yeah yeah no i loved it and i, and I loved you know at this point you know if you haven't seen it you know it's your own damn fault i'm not gonna sit here <laughs> spoiler alerts <laughs> But I I loved the scene at the end of of the Last Jedi when you know she's sitting there and she you know on her own, you know Luke is is you know done at that point. I think I'd have to go back and watch the movie. I haven't watched it in a couple months, but <laughs> you know the the diversion that Luke had presented is done, and she is like you know lifting all of those rocks up, and it's just her there, like. Yeah. You know, force yeah. lifting everything to save the 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 last remnants of the rebellion, um, and it's perfect. It's perfect symbolism, and I love it. And yeah. I, tying her back to somebody else, making her fate tied to some other prior person, takes away from that. Yeah, yeah I think so. It's a, it yeah. absolutely takes away from who she is. 
Yeah. It means that she so, wouldn't be who she is without that previous person. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's that's a discredit to her. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's. I, I really hope they don't choose to go that direction. But yeah, who knows? A, Obviously, cheap, I'm not getting paid to And that's just to it, too. Make. That's a really cheap filmmaking tactic. It's and a it's cop not out. even just a. It's it is a cop out. It's a. It's, it's a not just filmmaking. Like, I mean, it's a storytelling. Let, let's call a spade a spade. It's it's a cop out. It yeah. is. It's it's a way to placate certain fans, but certain. not future. <laughs> yeah, them, but really it's very ones. rabid, irritated fans. But that they're old hate fans. The fact that they, yeah, like, they are. And 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 that's kind of what I. That, that's part of what I wanted to touch on with this topic is these fans that are vocal and upset about this. That those are the ones that, it, yes, they they may they have like been change. there and and <laughs> and you know they showed up you know at you know as soon as the theater opened on May 25th, 1977, and they showed up at A New Hope, and it was the thing that opened their eyes to this whole, yeah. you know, Space Wars uh, saga. And But they're closed-minded fans. Yeah. They're not willing to accept... They don't want more the, story. The they just want the same what, story. What it is. They, yeah. they want new everything to be connected. Yeah. And it's better if it's not. Yeah. And that, you know, just to, to, to kind of shape a little bit of what I'm what I want to talk about with Star Wars fatigue you know we had you know episode 4 a new hope may 25th 1977 empire strikes back may 21st 1980 return of the jedi may 25th 1983 from there it was 16 years before we got episode 1 phantom menace may 19th 1999 then another three years for Attack of the Clones. Then three years after that was Revenge of the Sith. But in between there, actually, the Star Wars, the Clone Wars TV series, the one that is no longer canon, uh, the 2003 series started and ended um, from 2003 to 2005. 2008, you had the Clone Wars uh, CGI feature, feature movie. Yeah. That was August 15th of 2008. And then from 2008 to 2014, you had the continuation of that in the Clone Wars TV series. Then from 2014 to 2018, you had Star Wars Rebels. And then in there also in, obviously, December of 2015, you had The Force Awakens. December of 2016, you had Rogue One. December of 2017, you had The Last Jedi. May of 2018 has Solo, a Star Wars story. Then come December of next year, 2019, you have Episode 9. I mean, it's they, as much as I love the fact that we're continuing to get Star Wars content, it, it's harder to, to be interested yeah. when you are bombarded with this stuff and you have no downtime. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's what you the know, thing that I think that Disney has... I think that's ex- the exact thing that I, th- I think that Disney has recognized because listening or reading their statements on the uh, the I guess the way that they were unimpressed with the 350 million take so far from Solo, they were obviously had higher expectations for it. And they came to realize, according to their statements, that people might be a little fatigued by Star Wars. And so what they are potentially going to be doing moving forward with their standalones are making genre films 
So like comedies, uh, heist films, action films, whatever. But just have them play out in the Star Wars universe. But make them smaller. Like not everything needs to be as big and grandiose as the main trilogies. You can make smaller, more enjoyable films that just take place in the Star Wars universe. But they don't have to do with anything regarding the Empire necessarily. They don't have to do anything with the Jedi necessarily. So I will I will disagree with you right there. Only in I I will agree that it doesn't have to be Jedi or Sith related because it, the, a Star Wars movie doesn't have to be, have lightsabers to be good. Yeah, but I think. If you're going to set it in the time period of the Empire, the Empire has to have it has to have a presence in the movie because that's what the whole point of the Empire was. That this massive expansion and bringing everything under one um, one umbrella, that's what Palpatine's plan was. Like yeah. that's how he wanted to accumulate that power. And if you make it seem like the Empire, you know, even if you are looking at you know, a situation where, uh, you know, maybe it's an outer world and it's not really felt too much of an influence by the Empire, but there should still be a, a shadow presence there. Like, you should still be able to feel it yeah. In, in, yeah. in ways that if it's set within that time period of, you know, the, the rise or reign of the Empire, you need to be able to feel that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'll still happen, obviously, if they do a, an Obi-Wan film, which tentatively is still going to happen mm. but that won't probably occur they won't be the empire if they do an old republic film no 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 and it and and i don't want it to be i'm yeah. just saying if you're going to set it in the if you're going to set any films in the time period of the empire yeah you should be able to feel that that presence yeah. should be there it should be a well just have some star destroyers the... or a couple of um, uh, yeah. stormtroopers walking around it and should, you got it. Should it should be yeah. a part of the conversation yeah. not necessarily the main point. Yeah, but, but I mean it's, that, it can definitely be there but... Yeah, that that was my whole point is that yeah. if you're going to go if you're going to look at, at the Star Wars galaxy as a whole there's so many there's so much time to deal with yeah. that is not the, you know, 50 to 70 years you know, between Phantom Menace and The Last Jedi. Yeah. Like, but see, here's the thing, too. It, is like we, we always talk about not only like we're talking about Star Wars fatigue right now, but there's something that's been talked about a lot recently uh, by fans, and that is sequels and remake fatigue. And with what Star Wars has right now and what Disney has the opportunity to do right now is to never do a remake, to never do a reboot, to never do. I mean, you can do sequels but they'd be most likely going to be planned trilogies anyway what they can do right now is they've got this opportunity to say we've got this entire universe to play in let's just right. make original stories that happen to be inside that universe that touch on some of the same elements so maybe it's old school jedi uh maybe it's old school knights of the old republic maybe it's um something that happened during the foundation of the original republic one hundred percent agree. Maybe it's some. It's it's the the Padawans. Maybe you're following Padawans as they're about to take the trials. Maybe you're doing all of these little things that could do really awesome standalone movies that are not remakes, that are not sequels necessarily. They wouldn't have to be yeah. expensive either. 
Yeah, they could well, be completely original stories that are set inside a familiar universe. And the other thing they need to do is they need to take a step back and slow down this timeline. Yeah. Like, we don't, as as fun as it is, Disney, and, and you know, 2004 me is going to kick 2018 <laughs> me in the teeth, but we don't need Star Wars content every year. You, yeah. You, we need, you need to have a time period to digest and reflect and... And want more. Yep. And or at least, when at you're least releasing these features. movies every, you know, 12, I mean, you know, yes. That, and that's what I'm getting at is, is features. You can, yeah. you can have the TV series that continue to, to, you know, kind of loop things together and, and things like that. And, and that's not an issue, but you can't be putting out feature films every single year there's no cooling off period there's no you know there's no waiting period for me to build desire to the next one yeah especially when it's characters that have already been known that have already been established that have already have a fan base and stuff like that you're not you're not you're giving us more information but you're not giving us new information right well and that that's kind of the whole thing like i just went and saw last jedi in december of last year and then i bought the movie when it came out I saw it, you know, and I've watched it since then. I I then, you know, have really no time period before I'm like, oh, I don't even really have to do much because I, you know, Solo's coming out in May. Like, and, and, you know, it's not that Solo is a bad movie. I like it. But, you know, there's no time period for me to want more content. Well, they should have easily, I don't know why they decided to even bring it out in the summer. They should have easily put it out in November. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, why that worked that way? But. Why do, I understand that there's some other big movies that are coming out in November, but there's not enough big movies coming out in November and December. Yeah, that it would have been overshadowed. So, so instead of instead of putting it up against other movies in November, you put it out the week after Deadpool two comes out. Yeah, <laughs> which what? was which was, was going by the to way. be successful regardless of what movie it's going against. Yeah. And they're right in between. I mean, they're they're bookended by Deadpool two and Jurassic King, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and it didn't even matter if both of those movies tanked. That's not a great place to be in. Is between two no. really big and blockbuster movies, especially because most likely that is your audience. Yeah, it's the same people that are going to see Deadpool two and. Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And they hey, just came off of Avengers too. Solo. They just so, came off right. of Avengers, which was huge and made right. billions. And it's like now people they don't we've got all these movies in the lineup. Disney would have been smart if they just played it every single winter. November or December didn't really matter. But just kept them to winter and that would have a Christmas meant, tradition. Yeah. And that would have been, I think that would have made a significant well, you know, they difference. They could have just kept them in May also and just done all of them in May. Like, And then everybody else would have, yeah, everybody else would have, have figured out to do them around Star Wars. And right. To avoid, it's to just, avoid that trap from Star Wars. You know, that, that but, is probably right. the biggest reason that Solo's un- underperforming, though. Um, yeah. I, well, and, and I think they set it up to fail. I think about it. I, 
I I think that I think they weren't happy with it to begin with. Pissed them off, and and obviously they weren't because of the director issue. Yeah, they changed directors. They they set it in a time period that it was not ever going to succeed to the level that it was going to. Which, by the way, the budget for Solo was two hundred and fifty million. The thing has already made three hundred and fifty million, so it's made its budget plus a hundred million dollars. I realize that's like pennies to Disney, but Mm -hmm. it's not like it's it's not like it's It's costing you money. It's not like you you've not covered your budget to make the film. Like, right. it, you know, this thing has brought you in a hundred million dollars. Like, well, that's it, that's just it, domestic, isn't it? Or is that total? Uh, I think that's total. That's worldwide. Three hundred and three forty-five plus. So it, you know, but still yeah. worldwide, it's bringing you in a hundred and you know a hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, now granted, you're splitting a good portion of that with the theaters, but you're you're making your budget back, guaranteed, and then you've still got it's the rest of its run in theaters, which may not be that much longer, but still, and then on top of that, as soon as it goes to digital and you know Blu-ray, DVD, you're gonna make millions off of that, hundreds of millions, right? So. Like it's not a failure by any stretch of the it imagination. W- it was never not. going to be. The Force Awakens. It was no. never going to be The Last Jedi. It was never going to be a mainline Star Wars film. No. So you can't hold it to that same standard. Yeah. It's not going to make $2 billion like The Force Awakens. It's not going to make, you know, a billion and a half dollars like The Last Jedi. But as long as this thing is covering its budget and making you money, I, who cares? And I mean, like, here's a, here's my my only negative critique about Solo is the fact that knowing what the budget is, two fifty between two fifty and two seventy five, I just feel like for the movie that I watched, they could have made it for a hundred million cheaper. Like it was possible to do that. My my biggest issue with it at this point is I want to know what the movie would have been like had they not fired the directors. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. had Ron Howard go because from the beginning, one or the other? I, well, right. Like let's let's have a cohesive, you know, direction from the beginning. However, you want to do it, but I, I I think it's super insulting that they would remove directors in the middle of production. Yeah, because they got nervous about the potentials. And, and that's, that, what, but that's, that's fundamentally what's, what happened. Like it's it's garbage. Yeah, like it's it's a garbage excuse. It is. Either so either own it, either own your property and let them fail if that's what you think it's going to happen, or let it play out and see what happens. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're guaranteed to get their money back no matter what with a Star Wars film. Right. I mean, the, the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is what's killing me now, though, is the fact that even Kathleen Kennedy is is on the chopping block. And she oversees all of the Star Wars universe at this point. Okay. And I think that's some serious bullshit. You know, I I think we are too quick to forget that George Lucas did no better a job. No. (laughs) He really did. (laughs) No, he didn't. I mean, and, and, like, don't get me wrong. I have all the respect in the world for George Lucas because he can obviously, he obviously has a great imagination and can create a, a, a character. But his storytelling ability is shit. <laughs> yeah. And all it, due respect, of course. 
It, no, and I'm totally serious on that. Like the this this universe that we're talking about, our entire podcast topic today would not exist without George Lucas, and I am giving him that credit. Yep. I I, I don't I don't disagree that George Lucas should be involved in the imagining of characters for this galaxy because it's his, and and he's done a fantastic job with that. His storytelling ability is garbage. Yeah, he can create a and, universe. He can create characters. He even can create some and decent his directing actors. ability and casting. His, his directing ability is even worse. Yeah, <laughs> but you want proof of that? Look at uh, young Anakin. <laughs> well, and yeah, that was what's so crazy bad. about that? You know, you have, and I've I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I I think Jake Lloyd gets a lot of shit. He does, and. It's not Jake Lloyd's fault. And it's definitely it's the not. writing. And Hayden Christensen is way worse than Jake Lloyd. Yes, he way is. worse. He is, he is a, a terrible, terrible choice. I, I don't understand how if the people that are, were in charge of casting for the prequel trilogies, Anakin Skywalker, are still working as casting people, I, I don't <laughs> understand how that's possible. Because he's a, <laughs> he's the worst possible choice you could have, yeah. Um, I you know, and, and I will to this day until they put out another product that that proves me different. The Matt Lanter's portrayal of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars is the pinnacle of what Anakin Skywalker should be. Yeah. That that and and it, and it's a voice acting, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, and and he puts to shame Hayden Christensen in, in in every step of the way. Like I it doesn't even, even matter that you can't see his face. Like yeah. the 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 <laughs> animators and Matt Lanter's voice acting are light years ahead of Hayden Christensen. Yep. Uh, as far as the portrayal of Anakin Skywalker, every time his voice broke, I wanted to slap George Lucas. <laughs> well, yeah, and it just dude. That, why did that, you let that stay in? That's one of the biggest things that I push to people when I talk about the Clone Wars. Is yes, there are episodes that are weird and not terribly interesting to watch, but they're few and far between. Yeah, it's hundred plus. It'll episodes. give you well, right, and it'll give you. A way bigger respect for Anakin Skywalker. Yes, because they they completely redeem Anakin Skywalker as a character in the Clone Wars TV series. Yep, and uh, you know it's and sad they build that up it Obi-Wan had to. Too. Well, right, but uh, Obi Wan never really struggled, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it, but he know, wasn't fully developed in. No, in, not you know, not at all. But you can't. So. You're. I mean, you're not gonna. You're not gonna be able to in the in the no. limited span that they had. Yeah, uh, you know, and and the the Clone Wars does nothing better than develop characters. You know, even even some of the most hated characters in the Star Wars universe, like Jar Jar Binks. Um, oh. uh, there are there are episodes in the Clone Wars that are like, yeah, he's a, he's all right. How about Watto? Not, yeah, extra he's not awful. He, listen, he he's not great, but they gave he's him all right. something to do that like, was okay. They, they gave they gave him a little bit of stuff. <laughs> he's doing like, stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> and but that you know, that's one of those things that I think that's one of the reasons that I wanted to see 
and that I had so much interest in the newer Star Wars properties that were coming out is that I, I think it's safe to say that episodes one, two, and three left a bad taste in some people's mouths. I still think that there's a whole lot of nostalgia goggles that goes into that yeah. when when people are, are trashing on, on those movies, and I'm not saying that they don't have their faults. It's a completely different conversation, and we can have it at, a, at another time. Again. But, right. <laughs> but the the Clone Wars 2008 TV series does a whole lot to redeem the failures of the prequel uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah. Well, see, here's and the thing too. Like, by far, one of my favorite characters in. Oh, I Ahsoka think it's Tano. a ton. Yeah, Ahsoka Tano is by far away one of my all-time favorite Star Wars characters too. But here's the thing: like, I my biggest concern with like George Lucas has always been the fact that he's yeah he's a great producer. He he can really build up a uh, a universe and these characters and stuff like that. I give credit more for uh, Episode Four: A New Hope to the editors. So Richard Chu and Paul Hirsch, because they they only had so much budget at the time, and a lot of what George wanted to actually put into the film had to get cut. And so what remained, what we actually wound up seeing, was up to the editors more than anything else, as I, much as George. I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. so I just kind of look mean, at it they, like... that. They, they basically, you know invented a portion of this industry that didn't exist exactly but see that's that's my concern is like so once he once star wars became successful and it became this huge thing and people wanted more and he actually finished off that you know the original trilogy like he got george got so much credit for literally everything about those films and we got to remember episodes you know five and uh six he didn't direct uh, or did he direct episode six? Six he did. Five okay, so he, he did not. Did, he episode directed Kirshner. six. But Kirshner, like, he gets overshadowed for some idiotic reason. For... I don't think so. I, I, I think I, at this point most people know that Empire Strikes Back is the best one because Yeah, because it was Kirshner. Because it wasn't yeah, George Lucas. George Lucas. I think and, when and, he and gets... I don't, th- I don't think that's a secret at this point. I think yeah. Irvin Kirshner gets his credit. I hope so. I don't hear it. In, I personally don't hear it enough. So if if that's I don't talk to people about there, Empire Strikes Back enough to be able to make that <laughs> I'll make but sure every conversation. Here, I, yeah, <laughs> but here's the point I'm right. trying to get at. I don't feel like George Lucas handles large budgets well. Like when he's allowed to do anything and everything that no, he wants, absolutely not. It becomes and that's, awful. That's, that's completely obvious by the special edition. Yes, uh, of Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. in which he and so, added garbage that nobody wanted. Yeah, and so like, I kind of feel like with these movies that, uh, that we're all song. starting to get a little tired from, not of, but from, I feel like we should, like, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and everybody on the Star Wars team need to recognize the fact that they're pulling a George Lucas, basically, at this point. They have, they're throwing so much money at these films that they're making it tiresome. They, they can do anything I, that they want, but they shouldn't be able to. Like, there's certain things that... I don't think it's that they're throwing too much money at it. I think it's that they have the wrong people in charge of the money. Yeah. It, I, it, and, and the, the, the metaphor like still Lucas. stands that, that you're absolutely right. They're pulling a George Lucas. But they're, they're getting caught up in this older fan base that's more vocal than the newer fan base. Yeah. 
and they're they're worried that they're not going to please the you know twenty percent of the fan base that's super vocal about being pissed. Yeah, like don't worry about it, please. And have Kathleen Kennedy and Disney do your thing. Just make good movies. Make good movies. Yeah, these, these I mean, people have become so toxic. They're making it political now too. It's, yeah, it's they are. Ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, it's, so yeah, don't it's, worry it's about awful. it. Awful. They can go yeah, as if they have again. some sort of ownership over it, which is ridiculous. Right. But like you well, take, and, the, you take... and, and Aaron, I, I, I like that comment because that's exactly what they're going to do. They're yeah. going to bitch and moan and piss and, and whine about the entire thing, and then they're just going to go watch Empire for eight hours. Yeah. yeah. And be like, Oh my God, it's the greatest movie ever. But yeah, and here, it is a good movie. And, yeah, here <laughs> is the thing. It's though. obviously one of the best Star Wars movies. But it is when you have a situation like this, though, and it has become political to a certain extent, you do have to lower the budget because you're not going to reach as many people as, as exactly. You have and these exactly. people that got pissed off by the stuff in in the Last Jedi, I think that's part of the blowback with Solo as well. Just like oh, you know. This isn't Star, you know, like that crap that they're doing. And then this isn't what I wanted. This isn't how I imagined the character. Well, it doesn't matter what you thought. It goes deeper (laughs) and and it gets real toxic, you know. And I'm sure it permeates these people's entire existences. But (laughs) you know, Star Wars is just a metaphor. Like you know, this is this is entertainment. This is what it's supposed to be, and it's you you are supposed to be able to come into it. Without preconceived notions, without the, this is what I think it should have been. Like it does. Like the only reason that you get to say that is because it's a Star Wars movie. Because we're on, you know, at this point we're upcoming episode nine of these movies, yeah. and, and and you think that you know these characters, but guess what? They are fictional characters. <laughs> yep. They they the the rights to the the stories of their lives do not belong to you, and your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, just like, like ours yeah. technically doesn't like, matter either. But wait, but my, no, my but I'm not is, trying to imp- I'm not no. trying to impress my opinion on it. I'm yeah, not I'm not. I'm not trying to influence Disney This is the way that Disney they need either. to go. Like I'm I'm perfectly happy in enjoying whatever story they want to pull out. Yeah, and and this is where people get hung up is. Your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. Your you can have it. You can express it. Just matter. don't assume it's going to change anything. That's my right. biggest problem is the fact that people assume that by spouting all sorts of nonsense and whatever their opinion is that they're going to influence the filmmakers. You're like, no, it's not. You're not going to influence well, them. Stop it. And I, I don't even care <laughs> if they think that they're going to influence them. I want them to understand that you need to go in and just watch the goddamn movie. Just be entertained. Yeah. Shut your fucking brain off for a little bit yeah. and just be entertained. Well, here's this the thing, too. This is what this is supposed to be. Some of these movies, like, I especially feel like the standalone films need to take cues from Deadpool and from Serenity. Deadpool was made for, what, $70 million? Serenity, back in 2005, was made for $39 million. Look how good they did. Look how amazing they actually looked and were like they you can make a really great science fiction film for lower budgets well and and this is this is one of those then where they're and, less and risky i don't know that they don't do some of this but I, i'm a little surprised that they don't do more i'm surprised that star wars on a feature film level doesn't take a bigger cue from like you know 1980s animation and start reusing scenes like not necessarily scenes that the characters you know that are character driven, 
But, you know, background scenes and space scenes and, and things like that, like, who cares? Like, who cares like honestly, the, the like, do you really need another, 80s de- animation, you know, Star Trek? Uh, well, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like yeah. Do, do you really need another, you know, Star Destroyer approach scene in a new movie? Do you really need to pay somebody to make a new one? Like, just yeah. grab one from any one of the other eight fucking movies yeah. that yeah, you've just made at this like point. Or just do, do it. Just do it the way that Joss <laughs> Whedon did with Serenity. Because, like, that movie for f- not even $40 million, they had all of those scenes. And yet right. they were able to keep it under forty million dollars. Now I'm not. You you just have to figure out how they were able to do it. I'm sure that they were in bed with the actual effects house, but like you can do it. Just don't go completely overboard on the detail that nobody's gonna see, and keep your effect shots to uh, only the necessities. Like and you don't need to put pig nose and butt face in Rogue One. No, you know? <laughs> just right. put some stock people behind. It doesn't cost as much to make them. Yeah, you know, for the makeup, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't need those guys. Make it for a hundred million dollars. Make it for hundred fifty million dollars. That way, they're far lower risk, and that way you can you know sleep a little bit easier, and we can get better films. Like again, like well, keep it so that we're not getting them every single year. I agree. Like it, and this... it does get a little tiresome. Right, but. and the and the thing about that, Aaron brings up a great point there. I I appreciate what you're doing from a nostalgia and you know Easter egg standpoint in throwing random characters and scenes and pieces from the other movies, but don't worry about it so much. Yeah, you don't you don't need to tie each character to each movie. We we understand that this is this that this is a galaxy. Like, the you're not generally only, you're not going to go to each planet and see somebody you know from another planet. <laughs> yeah, like it's not even do that. Like, driving a half an hour from here, it's unrealistic. I mean, if we go, like, if we if they if they make a movie and there happens to be a stormtrooper on another planet with Daniel Craig's voice, I'm going to be a little peeved. <laughs> like that same stormtrooper still active? What the hell? When do they retire, these guys? <laughs> Seriously. Don't they go work in a warehouse or something at some point? You know? Well, I'll uh, tell you what. The the stormtroopers are the least of my worries. If you, if you want to go and just give them all the same voice, I don't care. Yeah, like, make them clones I, again. They're, they're all still clones as far as I'm concerned. Like, <laughs> Seven years later? I don't, I don't even care. Yeah, but I, I just there's just, so many things that Disney could FN2187 do. FN2187 was just a little burnt. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like there's so many things that Disney could do that would that would make the entire universe and the entire like slate of films that they're going to make for Star Wars a little bit easier on themselves. They could breathe a little easier and we would still get good movies and we like all this backlash about, oh, not even making or barely making more than $350 million. That would be fine because you're making a really nice profit. You've pretty much paid for the next movie at that point. Great. Perfect. That's exactly what you want. You know, and, and that's the thing is, unfortunately Disney right now. And and I realize that there's still relatively new properties for them. Yeah. Disney right now is behaving like a teenage girl. Like they, they care what everyone thinks. And they need to stop. Yeah. They need to take ownership of the properties that they have. 
because at this point it's their responsibility. So if the if these intellectual properties go to shit, it's their fault. But as long as you're making quality content, it's going to be okay. The majority of people are going to sit there and say, "Hey, I really enjoyed that." And yes, you're you're going to have that, you know, vocal 20% or 10% that complain because you're not making a seventh version of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But but you know what? The rest of us don't want that. We want to enjoy Empire and we want to enjoy new stories. Yeah. Different stories. Stories right. that they haven't told yet. And that that's exactly what I mean by new. Like just give me something new. You can set it in the same universe. I, I'm willing to come back. Like I, I'm willing to be in the same universe and, and Yeah, and, that's that's the fun and, of it. Right. That I'm totally fine with that. But but if I if I never heard the name Skywalker in another new movie again, I wouldn't be sad. Yeah. So, but again, I mean, this is all up to Disney and and its pencil pushers because they got to make their money back. They spent how many ever billions of dollars on getting the rights. They're going to make their money back one way or the other. So, and and all we can really do because again, our opinions don't necessarily matter either. So. Is we can just well, hope for the they've best. already made their money back because good god, yeah. the budget for the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi combined was four hundred and forty-five million dollars, and they made three point three billion dollars on those movies. Yeah, they probably then made their so money. they've made their money. Yeah, poor oh, so just put out good content. <laughs> what an Kill embarrassment! Job. Right. Yeah. Just so, put out good terrible. content. Just just make good movies. Drop the budgets on them if you have to to be able to make a little bit more indie style. Just switch up the genres a little bit. Just, Enough of the Easter and eggs. Stop pandering. Stop. Don't well, pander. And that's that's right. That's like, the request I, from us. Don't pander. And every year, we're, no we're, more than twelve months in between. Period. That that'd be nice too. At twelve at twelve months at least. I would I, say. I, I'd be totally fine with eighteen to twenty months between. Eighteen yeah. would be good. Yeah, year and a half between. I'd be okay with that. Like, you know, I, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Like, you know, put some put some commitment into you know into some animation. Get some get some TV shows out and and do some expanded stories. Like, let's let's see something different. Yeah, yeah, that'd but, be nice. I mean, you know, it's it's wishful thinking at this point. Fingers crossed that that's what Disney will finally conclude, but. That's going to be it for us this evening. More to rant about, obviously. So I'm sure we'll do another episode on Star Wars and its continuing dramas behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. But Ooh. until then, we're going to bed. Say goodnight, fellas. Good night. Good night, y'all. Good night, fellas. Till the next one. See you, peoples. Alright, that's it from us. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, follow on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, Be sure to check us out on the Facebooks and the Twitters, and we will see you all in the next episode.